Hey, welcome to Weekend Watchlist, a look at what's screening and streaming brought to you by The Letterboxd Show. I'm Mia. They're Slim. Hello. And together we'll dig through what's dropping this weekend, last weekend, recent trends on Letterboxd, and we'll also take a peek at our own watch lists, all under 30 minutes or your money back. Mia, don't worry, darling, plus Avatar. Are you kidding me? In this episode, we'll also talk about Athena, Sydney, your community reviews that are tagged Weekend Watch List. Thank you for that, by the way. And of course, we'll talk about our own shuffled watch list later in the show. It might be our biggest episode ever, to be honest. It really might be, especially with the don't worry, darling hype <laughs> at peak levels with, okay, can I just say it's on 134,000 watch lists? It's insane. That's so many. Oh, this is coming out in theaters. Y'all know it's going wide. It has Harry Styles in it. It's got to go wide. Uh, Here's the synopsis, although I'm sure you already know. A 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. Uh Uh-oh. 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 First of all, that's a lot of watch lists. The media tour... Like they had that premiere a couple weeks ago. You couldn't scroll through Twitter without seeing a meme about the cast seeing that premiere for the first time, right? It was nuclear. It was nuclear. There was no way to escape. And I didn't even want to escape. I was I was you, happy. You in were there. absorbed. You just laid down and started scrolling <laughs> yeah. as long as you could. Oh yeah. It was fun in there. I can't lie. I was having a lot of fun. Not saying anything. I don't add anything to the convo, but I am mm-hmm. there. I am looking. <laughs> yeah. You lurk. You lurk. Oh, I lurk. I really <laughs> wish I had gotten to see it ahead of time so I could um, have have an opinion on this one for right. everybody. Because um, that's really what I'm looking forward to most is being able to have an opinion on this one, an informed opinion. Olivia Wilde, this is her follow-up to Booksmart, Florence Pugh, uh, amazing actor. And so you're excited. You're finally excited. You need to see this, right? Everyone is talking about it. It's time to have an opinion on this dang movie. I do think that everybody needs to see it so that we can all have our own unique and informed opinions. (laughs) So I think that unfortunately it does have to be a box office hit for that reason. Do you see any early buzz, early reviews coming in for Don't Worry Darling? Yes, yes. So it's been it's been coming out in LA a, a little bit. So some of my friends have been able to Ooh. to see it. Yeah, they just went and some saw friends. it. Some friends didn't invite you. I know, I'm they like, didn't invite wait. you. Oh, I was texting them. I was like, so how could you do this to me? So you <laughs> knew that it, there was a screening, and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, there's there's a couple of reviews out there. Here's one from Katie Walsh. While what's underneath the beautiful veneer of the Victory Project is dark, twisted, and sinister, below the shiny, stylized surface of Don't Worry Darling, there is just a jumble of provocative and ultimately incoherent ideas. The synapses are firing. They just fail to connect. What a line. Holy smokes from Katie to wrap up that review. Go off, Katie. Well, she's she's a critic for the LA Times, so she's a professional. NBD. She knows she knows what she's talking about. You probably couldn't attend the Don't Worry Darling screening because you were at a Minions tattoo party at the time. You're right. You're right. My <laughs> friends and I were all getting Minions tattoos instead of seeing Don't Worry Darling. Uh-huh. Damn. We cracked the case. <laughs> we cracked the old case. So I'm excited to see some reviews come in for Don't Worry Darling. At a certain point, some, some people are probably ready for Don't Worry Darling to be over, but there's a big percentage that are not ready for that yet. 
and they're ready for this to roll on for as long as possible. It's it's finally it's finally coming out after what feels like years and years of discourse and yeah. <laughs> weird drama and everything. So now's the time. Now's the time to worry, darling. You know what else is the time? It's time for Avatar oh. to get released <laughs> in theaters. James Cameron. This is on 53,000 watch list. So it doesn't even shake, uh, shake a stick at Don't Worry, Darling. It's getting re-released <laughs> in theaters. Everyone remembers this had a big, this was like the 3D movie way back when, when this came out. Uh, if you're not familiar with the synopsis, I'll read it for you. In the 22nd century, a paraplegic Marine is dispatched to the moon, Pandora, on a unique mission, but becomes torn between following orders and protecting an alien civilization. Now, we we have some DMs flying around on Slack. Me, you, Mitchell. There was, there was you know, not a whole lot of Avatar love in those DMs. Can you confirm oh, tonight? Don't leak our Slack DMs. <laughs> This is a safe uh, space. The Letterbox yes. Show is the safest space in podcasting. We know that. Yes. No, we know that. We know that. Yes. I, I would be honored and thrilled to share my thoughts on Avatar because this was my first time seeing it. I just saw it for the very first time in my whole life. Really? I know. I Holy smokes. escaped the Avatar boom of 2009. I don't know what happened. But yeah, I just, I had not seen it. So mm-hmm. I did get to see it in Dolby 3D. Did you log it? I logged it, but I didn't rate it. No rating on this log job. <laughs> I didn't know how to rate it. I didn't know mm-hmm. because it's, honestly, it's just not my type of movie. Like it's just, I, I really respect right. the, like the advancements in CGI technology and like how how it looked and how, you know, I respect it. I have a lot of respect for it. Sure. Even if I didn't necessarily connect with it. Um so that's why I'm just kind of tapping out and I want you to share your love of Avatar. Mia, like, might, you might, just... Mia might run for office after this segment. <laughs> She's a, a diplomat. She... <laughs> her PR team is giving her the thumbs up behind the camera. I can see them in the background. Uh, I love Pandora. I wrote my notes. I love Pandora. I don't give an F. And I had like a long F in my notes. Yeah. I've been to Disney World with my wife and son. Uh, Flight of Passage is one of the greatest experiences I've ever had on this planet in an amusement park. It's so fun. I'm not going to go see this in theaters, but I am excited for Avatar 2, which is coming at the end of the year. I'm a little bummed that Jim Cameron is going to be making Avatars for the next 20 years. I'd love for him to like, you know, make something else. I just rewatched Yeah, like Titanic 2. What about Titanic 2? Titanic 3. Titanic 4, Titanic 5. Titanic 6. Yeah. So what I, were you saying about True Lies? I interrupted you because I had no, to say a Titanic I, joke. I did just rewatch True Lies <laughs> for the first time because that's streaming for the first time maybe ever. It's on Hulu Whoa. right now in the U.S. So if anyone has, has not seen Arnold and Jamie Lee, two visions, uh, and Jim Cameron together, by all means, check that out. So I love Pandora. I honestly can't, I don't think I've logged Avatar since I started using Letterboxd, but I will be watching it in advance of Avatar 2 with my dear friends on 70mm. Oh yeah, I think, well, okay, one more thing about Avatar is I do think it's really cool how like after it came out, deforestation completely stopped. We stopped like (laughs) imperialization. We stopped imperializing countries. We stopped colonization. We stopped uh, displacing indigenous people. Like I thought it was really cool that the world was saved in 2009. So once Avatar 2 comes out, I mean, world peace will be achieved, I assume, right? I mean, if that was the most successful film of all time. Is there anything Jim Cameron can't do? Yeah. That's the question at this point. Well, he's about to solve every problem. <laughs> every single problem. December, everything is solved. 
So Soph, who helps us out with transcripts, left a review. Not enough people talk about how Pandora is basically just the world from Rayman. Yes, I I was really wanting to play video games um, during the movie. I just kept thinking like, oh, that reminds me of this video game and this video game and this video game. Um, it's interesting how much, I feel like a lot of video games have also taken from Avatar. Now that I've watched it and I'm a gamer girl, I'm like, oh, this is where all the ideas come from. We got nine more of these coming, Mia. I you got to buckle up. Nine, uh, nine more movies coming. No, I'm in. Like, I will be watching all of them. Don't worry. Don't same, worry. Because I need to find out how to save the world. It seems mm-hmm. that this is what, yeah, we'll find out. Don't worry. Stay tuned. Okay. Okay. Let's leave Pandora. Let's go back to Earth. Round ourselves in reality a little more with Athena, directed by Romain Gavras on 5,000 watch lists, coming out on Netflix this weekend. Here's the synopsis. Hours after the tragic death of their youngest brother in unexplained circumstances, three siblings have their lives thrown into chaos. Here's a little more info about the synopsis from The Hollywood Reporter. The Netflix thriller in Venice competition chronicles the conflict that rips apart three brothers when video circulates of their youngest sibling apparently being killed by cops. Yes, very much down to earth. Very much more grounded in reality than uh, anything on Pandora. I watched the trailer for this. I hadn't. I didn't really have any background info of this. This thing looks intense AF. It takes place in Paris. Um, and we added that little line about the Hollywood Reporter because the synopsis doesn't really give you an idea of what to expect with this movie, but this reminds me, just the trailer alone uh, reminds me of, um, is it Lahaine? Lahaine? Oh, yes, yes. Of, of those, you know, those kids that are mixed up with cops and running around town. So I was getting almost modern vibes of that. And it looks big. Like, this looks like an expensive production. And I know the director has done... Um, previously some music videos, which I think uh, have become like super popular over the years. So uh, this looks really good. I added it to my watch as soon as I watched the trailer. No, this looks, this genuinely looks incredible. I love the poster. Uh, check out the poster on on the letterbox page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a review from Matt. Athena is such a muscular flex of filmmaking from Romain Gavras, a propulsive and adrenaline pumping modern Greek tragedy with several jaw dropping tracking shots and chaotic displays of civil unrest in Paris. Yes, I was seeing reviews about how the opening shot is just like an incredible piece of filmmaking. Um, this is on Netflix. See, you don't have to go anywhere. So just fire oh, this so up. It's so accessible. Mm hmm. Love a good Netflix couch movie. This looks a little heavier than your yeah, affair, to be honest. This is, uh, yeah, heavier than what they're usually putting out. Uh. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, just real quick before we look back at last week, uh, Sydney, a documentary on City Poitier is also available on Apple TV Plus this weekend. Reginald Hudlin directed this revealing documentary honors the legendary Sydney Poitier, iconic actor, filmmaker, and civil rights activist featuring interviews with Denzel Washington, Spike Lee, Halle Berry, and more in... I recognize Reginald's name from the listing. I actually think the first time I've ever uh, read or watched anything from him, he's been writing Black Panther, the comic Mm. book, for many years, and that's a great run. So if anyone is trying to dip their toe into some comic books, uh, head to your shop and get Reginald's run on Black Panther. Very good. And then watch his documentary on the legendary actor. That's right. What a weekend. What a weekend you have planned. Comic books and documentaries. And going to Pandora. Don't forget, you have to fit that in. Yes. It's a very busy weekend, so plan yeah. accordingly. Get it's some 4.5 light years away. So Get hydrated. You got to stay hydrated. 
so let's look back at last week. What do you want to call out uh, this past week? Any releases, any reviews that jumped to mind? So speaking of Netflix and their uh, usual lighter fare, this movie dropped out of nowhere last week. Uh, do Revenge. You heard of this, Slim? I heard there was some Twitter uh, chatter about it. And I was like, what the heck is this movie? And I feel like I sh- we should know because we do a podcast about movies Because it's our job out. to know what's coming out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's what we're paid to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oops. But um, yeah, I saw like a clip of Sophie Turner yelling, I don't do cocaine. <laughs> that I saw that clip and I was like, what? What is this? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what convinced me to watch this. Um, so I'll just read the I'll read the synopsis real quick. Um, this is on Netflix. Okay. A dethroned queen bee at a posh private high school strikes a secret deal with an unassuming new student to enact revenge on one another's enemies. So it's kind of like a modern Gen Z version of Strangers on a Train, <laughs> mm. um, which is wild. That's cool. Uh, Maya Hawke's character, Maya Hawke is in the film, um, and she is actually reading the Strangers on a Train book in the movie. And it's, yeah. Oh, So, so nice they know, they okay. know they're, yeah, yeah, little, little Easter egg. Yeah, so that's that's directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson. And it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm having fun. I love a revenge teen movie just like mm. no matter what i have fun with those 3.5 average right yeah, now Yeah, 3.5 average like i don't know why this just kind of came out of nowhere but um maya hawks being gay uh sarah michelle geller is the school principal um oh, nice yeah and sophie turner shows up so do revenge go do revenge what more do you need what more would you need i went to um you know the halloween is coming real soon Oh yeah, the Halloween. The Halloween. <laughs> uh, they started to open up the you know the Hot Spirit Halloween stores. So I went in there with my wife, and they had a creep show tea, like a long sleeve. It looked like a rucking Fountain knockoff. And oh yeah, like, you know, you know how they do. Um, so of course I bought that, and then I started watching the creep shows again this this week to try to get into the mood. You know, the Halloween mood. First one was fun. Second one, not so much. But there's some cool, fun stories. I miss those like an- horror anthology movies. Me too. I think like VHS has like started to kick up some of that a little bit more. Um, but we need more. Come back. Come back. To I us. agree. Yes, I love the horror anthologies, and I think there's a new VHS coming out this year. Even they keep there's doing like new, them. There's like a new VHS every six months. I know, These as there should out. be. <laughs> If we get nine Pandoras, we can have 20 VHSs, by (laughs) God. Exactly. The budget is a fraction. (laughs) Pearl (laughs) dropped last week, and that's sitting at a 3.9 average right now on Letterboxd. People are loving Pearl. They cannot get enough of Pearl literally slaying. Right. Um. (laughs) Literally. Do you see the the quotes from Scorsese that came out? Yeah. He saw Pearl. He was like having nightmares. Our poor sweet boy oh. saw Pearl and he, he can't sleep. Oh, we need to get him no. some help. <laughs> Brent left a review. Pretty sure the dance sequence was worth two stars and Goth's monologue is definitely worth two stars. That's from Brent. So yeah, there was a lot of reviews calling out Mia's monologue towards the mm-hmm. end being like, you know, uh, amazing, incredible. Let's see. Oh, see how they run <gasps> also came out lest we forget. Yeah. Uh, here's a review from Kayla. A self-referential whodunit with a drunken Sam Rockwell muttering in an English accent? Don't have to tell me twice. Marketing for this movie was non-existent. Who didn't do their job on that one, eh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of true. That's another one that just kind of came out. 
Yeah, there's a uh, lot. no shade to marketing. We love no, you so we, much. We everyone. love you, marketing. We love you out we there. We love you almost as much as Mia loves that Snapple she's drinking. I am drinking a side. Snapple prickly Should pear. We bring and up white the Snapple tea. drink that you are drinking. They're they're they've owned the elements, right? They've owned they've, the they're elements. They're branding the elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> this is just for fun. Um, yeah, so it's air. I wish I could show everybody right. um, what it is, but they do have new Snapple. It's prickly pear and peach white tea, and I'm addicted to it. Um, so I hope they pay me for that. I think that was worth about 20,000, right? 20K. Yeah. Snapple, 20K, Snapple, pay up. Uh, send the cashier's check, care of uh, Mia in LA, please. Mia. Just Mia. <laughs> Just Mia. Uh, Emma saw The Woman King, which came out last week. That's also sitting at 3.9 average. Somewhat historical, action-packed epic that could be in conversation with Gladiator or Braveheart as one of the best in the genre. It's multi-layered and tackles many subjects from the Atlantic slave trade to sexual trauma. The Woman King, definitely still getting a lot of positive reviews from last week. Yes, I really want to see that one this weekend, especially in a theater on the big screen. Viola mm-hmm. Davis, F us up. Imagine if you were sitting down in that theater, you had a ice cold Snapple sitting oh, down ice cold. to watch prickly The Woman pear King. And, uh, prickly pear and, what's it called? Prickly pear and peach white tea Snapple <laughs> for The Woman King. <laughs> <laughs> I can just start seeing some branded content come into your Twitter account. You'll say something and then it'll just say like hashtag ad at the end. Hashtag ad. Oh, I can't wait to do my first hashtag ad. <laughs> Let's check out the Letterbox top 50 of 2022 and see what is at the top of the list for movies released this year. Let's see. Oh, you know what, Slim? This could be the biggest update ever for real for real no for real i would never lie to you uh jack added a boatload of the major oscar contenders and fall fest movies here we go the fablemans (laughs) steven spielberg's ode to cinema debuts very high at number six wow and it it was the tips people choice winner Mm. (laughs) i really wanted uh, I like movies to be the people's choice oh, winner. So yeah. I'd, I'd love for us to do a recount if possible, Tiff. Let's let's connect. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hop <laughs> on a call and, and get to the bottom of this. Oh, and then this one I'm very excited for. The Banshees of Inisherin is that number <gasps> 16. It's a Venice winner. That we've, We're getting that Colin Farrell buzz. I'm so excited. He's been having a year. Yeah. He's this had a great few years. A great like most few re- years. Most couple true. years. Jeez Louise, Colin. Um, he's got he's, a great agent. Yes, and he's got four. This is his fourth movie coming out this year. Holy cow. And then we also have Women Talking at number 23. Um, this is yet another one that I'm excited for. You know, if they have women in the title, I'm going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is adapted from an excellent novel, and it's directed by Sarah Pauly, an excellent filmmaker. And I'll be seeing it at New York Film Festival in a couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Cream it. Cream of the crop coming out in the last couple of weeks, jumping mm-hmm. into the top 50 real quick. Uh, let's look back at our own watch lists. Every week we shuffle our watch lists and we have to watch the first thing that gets shuffled as we view our watch list. I shuffled and got The Outfit. That was my movie that I had to watch before today. And Monday rolled around and I forgot that I had to watch this. So I panicked <laughs> and then I fired it up. Uh, this is John Flynn, 1973, Robert Duvall, Karen Black, Joe Don Baker. I wrote my review, Joe Don Baker, that his head of hair is incredible in this movie. I didn't even knew he was like this young 
I've seen Jodon Baker as, as like, he's a quote unquote character actor. So he's in a lot of stuff, but man, he looked fantastic in this movie. Um, it reminded me of Bullet in a lot of ways. Steve McQueen Bullet with that Mustang, because I had rented that when I was working at the video store. And it was like one of my earliest memories of seeing like a gritty, you know, 70s-ish movie with like revenge and stuff. And it definitely reminded me of that. And I had not realized at the time, but this was based on a Richard Stark novel. And if you had anyone had read the Parker comics, the Parker graphic novels by Darwin Cook, it definitely fits right into that. So if people like like this kind of movie, um, and second time mentioning comics this week, it's like I have a scheme, uh, a, <laughs> I have a trick up my sleeve. Go to the comic shop and get Darwin Cook's Parker. They're gorgeous um, and they're really accessible for people that love these these kinds of movies. So that was that was my movie. I'm back. Four stars. Yes. I'm back in the good oh, graces man. of my watch list. Oh, I'm so relieved. You were really in a slump for a little bit. I was. I was pretty depressed about the whole thing, but I'm back. <laughs> what about you? He's what back. did you watch? Okay, so I got I got a funny one. I got Who Took the Bump, Le Tigre on Tour. And I am mm. very proud to be the 269th person to log this one <laughs> on Letterboxd. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so Le Tigre is one of my all-time favorite bands. I may have said a little bit about this last week, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but they are a queer feminist electropunk trio from the late 90s, early 2000s, fronted by Bikini Kills' Kathleen Hanna. Um, I don't get to talk about music much on here, as it is a movie podcast, but I'm a major Riot girly, so this was a very, very neat and validating and very specific mm. to my interests time capsule. Um, their first album, Le Tigre, is one of my all-time favorites. It has a song called What's Your Take on Cassavetes that I based my personality <laughs> off of. Um, cannot recommend it enough. I also was thrilled that another person watched this. Thank God. Caden oh. um, also watched and tagged Weekend Watchlist. And their review is just, yas, gay people, hard eyes emoji, uh, rainbow flag emoji, crying emoji. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. I, yeah. There's so many. I love just everyone tagging your reviews. We can watch this. There's so many that I sift through each week. And it's awesome to see people join us on these journeys and, and tag their movies. So that was fun to see. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, we have some reviews uh -oh. to read. Yeah. Let's do it. Perfect. Oh, perfect segue. Oh, God, yes. Oh, <laughs> that's Snapple, what we live for. are you for. paying attention yeah. now? Are you paying attention now? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that 20K? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so here, let's see, let's see. Oh, we've got my gal, Mrs. Harris. Ooh. Remember her? She went to yep. Paris. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we have a review from Ocean. I do the same for a pair of Air Force Ones. <laughs> so true. Slim, once you watch it, you'll really get that joke. Oh, caramba. But you're going to have to watch it. <laughs> we before I watch it, we have to spotlight a close friend of ours. And that's Marcel the Shell, the oh, shoes yes. on. Friend of the pod. Marcel. This one, uh, to be to be fair, this one was last week, and I didn't catch it in time from JoJo Wild. Uh, their review. I didn't think this was going to be a movie I was going to check out soon, but since Weekend Watchlist wouldn't shut up about it, <laughs> I had to. Three weeks ago, I lost my sibling, and watching things has been mm. kind of hard. Marcel the Shell is so gentle, though, so wholesome. Exactly what I needed. Oh. Thank you, JoJo. JoJo Wild. Oh. oh, I keep man. trying to tell my my wife and son. I was like, "When's it family movie night? When are we firing up Marcel?" Oh yeah, show? it's time to cry as a family. It is. It's always time <laughs> to cry. It's always time to cry, especially as a family unit. <laughs> 
Oh, we should mention Confess Fletch. We tragically mm. omitted it from last week's episode. Yeah, we How did, could we, we omit the next chapter of the Fletch saga? Um, <laughs> but now John Hamm is Fletch. So here's a review from Dave Horwitz. Extra half star added just by virtue of the fact that it exists. Someone made a little slow burn mystery comedy with little fanfare. And not only does it work, it's fun as hell. I laughed a big handful of times. Mm, yeah, Confess someone- Fletch. Someone hit me up on Twitter and asked about Confess Flesh, and I pretty much said, so we, you know, we only have 30 minutes, you know, we, and then we have to give refunds if we run out of yeah. time. But I grew up on Fletch. My brother was a huge Fletch fan with Chevy Chase, so the, that movie is, like, imprinted on me. So I'm trying my best to find time to watch Confess Fletch, and uh, this, is, this is moving it further up my watch list after Dave's review. Kyle McLaughlin is in it, too, your, uh, your friend's favorite actor. <laughs> <laughs> he was vilified in Discord after uh, that review, I might add. So there were some Kyle fans that rose uh, in his honor, so to speak. I hesitate to say good, but <laughs> interesting. <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> so let's head to our watch list. We have to shuffle again. I am going to filter my service by stream only. I only want to watch movies uh, that are streaming only. And then I'm going to sort by shuffle, and I have to watch the first movie that appears. First movie is Evil Speak, 1981. Bullied by classmates, a pudgy military school student fights back by computer with the devil. Clint Howard what? is the star of this movie. Wait, by computer with the devil? He fights back what? by computer with the devil. He that fights is the back by computer with the devil. Okay. I okay. don't even, I guess he, the, the poster, he's sitting at a computer looking evil. And this is streaming on Shudder. It's at a 3.0 average. My close personal friend, Dale, gave it two and a half stars. So that's not oh, exactly ooh, high praise. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that goes. What about you? Well, I also got a creepy movie. Oh, <gasps> yeah, yeah. It's just in time for almost October, I suppose. <laughs> Not quite there, but um, it's May 2002, directed May. by Lucky McKee. Here's the synopsis. Psychological horror about a lonely young woman traumatized by a difficult childhood and her increasingly desperate attempts to connect with the people around her. This sounds right up my alley. This sounds Gosh. made for me. Um, the only reason I'm nervous is because I do know there is a cat death scene oh, in this no. one. Should we have, should we re-roll? Are you okay with that? <laughs> no, do we need no, to no, no, no. I'm just going to have to cover my eyes, I suppose, and mute. We need timestamps uh, <laughs> for these scenes. It's like that website where you know when to go to the bathroom when you see a movie yes, in theaters. Yes, we need that for when this, <laughs> oh my God. But I'm going to be really brave. I'm going to be really brave and I'm going to watch May because I really have, this has been on my watch list for a really, really long time. And I think it has potential to be one of my favorites. But that cat thing is really, <laughs> that's why I've been putting it off. Everyone listening, please send your positive vibes to Mia <sighs> on this you. journey. Please reach your hand out as you're listening and send all your positivity towards Mia. Thank you so much. Wow. Also, I want to say that this is a wash with four and four and a half stars from my mutuals. Oh my God. People are loving. Anna Ferris is in it. Oh my God. I'm going to watch this right now. You know what'll help this viewing? <laughs> Have an ice cold snapple oh, in your hand as you watch. Ice cold prickly pear and peach white tea snapple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs>
thank you for listening to Weekend Watchlist, brought to you by The Letterbox Show. You can follow Mia Slim, that's me, and our HQ page on Letterbox using the links in our episode notes. And our our co-host, Mitchell, might be returning very soon from assignment from Four Phase. If you want to listen to more Mitchell, check out the other episodes in this feed. They did a fantastic job on those interviews. And uh, check them out. They'll be back soon. Thanks to our crew and thanks to Letterboxd member Trent Walton for the theme music, Eyes On. Thanks to Jack for the facts and Sophie Shin for the episode transcript. And to you for listening. Weekend Watchlist is a Tape Deck production. This, this, this is a Tape Deck podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.